Good morning. I'm the guy in the video announcements. I'm Pastor Mike Tilme. It's a delight to be with you folks on this day. I want to give a special welcome to guests, to visitors, to those of you watching online, and of course, moms. Thank you so much for being here as we worship God. See, have you ever seen a person who is just struggling? Your heart goes out to them. It just kind of, it's like watching them is just a gut punch. If you haven't, let's take a look, and you will. At least once a year, I like to bring in some of my Kevin's famous chili. The trick is to undercook the onions. Everybody is going to get to know each other in the pot. I'm serious about this stuff. I'm up the night before, pressing garlic and dicing whole tomatoes. I toast my own ancho chilies. It's a recipe passed down from Malone's for generations. It's probably the thing I do best. Ouch. My heart just goes out to him. It does feel like a punch in the gut. Watching that whole episode and listening to his love for Chili, I just have this great deal of compassion for this, uh, for, for Kevin here. Uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about compassion. We've been working through our sermon series on just emotions, the emotions that God gives us, and how do we use those for the sake of the kingdom. So today, compassion. Let's continue with a time of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your son Jesus who showed compassion upon each and every one of us. Help us to model our lives after his in a way that brings your compassion and love to the ends of the earth. Heavenly Father, help us to do all this by the power of your Holy Spirit. This we pray in Jesus' name and all of God's people said. An anthropology professor by the name of Dr. Kelsner, he makes this very profound argument that the human experience, for the human experience to even happen, for the existence of the entire human species, compassion is necessary. Compassion is necessary for human beings to thrive and survive. The National Institutes of Health, they piggyback off some of that same research. And what they did is they had a bunch of psychiatrists, they, 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 they rigged people up to the aluminum hats with all the electrodes and what whatnot. They took brain scans of people who were practicing or trying to experience or feeling the emotion of compassion. And as people were feeling this emotion of compassion, their brains just lit up with places of great joy and great delight. You see, the human beings find great purpose, meaning, and joy in showing, demonstrating compassion. I could go on for a very long time. A, a, a very long time about the virtue of compassion and why it is good for you and I and all of humankind to practice. But if I only talked about compassion as a virtue, I think that would miss the mark. You see, what I really want to do first and, and most importantly is tell you about a God who shows you and me compassion. I want to tell you about Jesus who showers us with his compassion. And then and after then, 
we're going to talk about what it means for the living of our lives. What does it mean to show compassion? This past March, I was taking a, a, a day off. I was doing what I love to do. I was standing on a frozen lake. I know, I'm weird. I'm weird like that. That's what I do on my days off. I stand on a frozen lake. And while I was out there, I saw this amazing sunset. The sun went down in the west, and the moon was quickly chasing it. It was a glorious sunset. But the most amazing thing happened after the sun and the moon began to set. Lights in the northwest. And the northeast began to grow and illumine the rest of the horizon. At first, it was waves of green, and then even pulsating into red. The aurora borealis was out. It was an absolutely gorgeous sight for these hours on end that I could sit there on a frozen lake and watch the glory of God's nature. It reminded me of scripture in Psalm chapter 8. Reminded me of God's words when it reads like this, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars and all that you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. God cares for you and me. In this vast, wonderful, awesome creation, God cares for you and me. And the one way that he cares for you and me is by being a God filled and overflowing with compassion. Compassion is one emotion that God expresses his care for us. Compassion is a word that, that is used to describe God again and again and again throughout the Holy Scriptures. Um, the first place that I found it in Holy Scriptures is in Exodus. And, and it happens after Moses has gone up Mount Sinai. And, and, and Moses seems delayed by the people standing at the foot of the mountain. And so in, in that delay, they, they began to turn from the God who has just delivered them from slavery. And they begin to make, of them, make for themselves an idol, a golden calf. And Moses comes down and he cracks the, in his anger, he cracks the Ten Commandments and the tablets are shattered. But God calls Moses back up the mountain. One more time with another set of tablets. And in that process, God continues to reveal who he is with these words. The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious. The compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in love and faithfulness. These words that are used to describe God, especially that word of compassion, are echoed time and time again in the Psalms. Time and time again, we hear that we have a God of compassion. The prophet Isaiah, he picks up these words of compassion and uses them to preach to a people who are broken. Nehemiah has a vision of a God who is compassionate and with that vision he inspires the Jewish people to rebuild their town of Jerusalem and the walls around it. Compassion you see is at the very heart 
of God. Compassion is who God is. From the root, the etymology of the word is simply this, to suffer with. We have a God who chooses to suffer with his people, with his creation. And that is the story of Jesus, that God clothed in human flesh came to suffer with us, that Jesus is compassionate, that Jesus is compassion incarnate. In the gospel text today, it shows us where Jesus is profoundly compassionate to the people that he meets. Jesus has been doing his ministry, and for those of you that, that like maps and like to know where this takes place, we'll put this one up here. This is the map of Israel. In the map of Israel, you'll see a couple different bodies of water, and if you go to the one that's um, mostly in the north, you can barely see the one north of there, but there's one called the Sea of Galilee, and that's where Jesus is doing most of his ministry. Let's get that second map up here. This is where Jesus is doing all of the things he is early on in Matthew. He's preached a Sermon on the Mount. He's done some amazing, miraculous healings. His teaching is profound, and the crowds are gathering around him. Jesus is doing what Jesus does. Here in verse 35, Jesus went through all these towns and all of these villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. This is what Jesus does. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep, without a shepherd. Why did he have compassion on them? Why did Jesus have compassion upon the crowds? Because when he looked at them, he saw them as people who were harassed and helpless. Why were they like this? Why were they harassed? Why were they helpless? Why were they like sheep without a shepherd? See, when Jesus took a look at them, he saw God's children who were far away from home and far away from their father. And so when Jesus sees them, he has compassion on them. The Greek word for compassion is here, splunk zigzomai. I'm going to make you all say it. It's my Mr. Rogers moment for you. Splunk zigzomai. One more time. All right, would you please apologize to the neighbor in front of you? It's a big word, isn't it? It's a tremendous word. It's a tremendous feeling, compassion, to be hit in the gut to feel your insides moving because of the pain that you see your neighbor suffering. Jesus chooses to have compassion and to not only have it here, but show it with his hands and his feet. Jesus continues to show not only that crowd of that day, but the entire world the compassion of God to suffer with all the people of the earth by going to the cross and taking the sin of 
people, humankind, you and me upon himself so that we might have forgiveness, life, and salvation. We have a God who suffers with us because that is who our God is. If you're feeling harassed by this world, if you're feeling helpless, if you're feeling sick or defeated or far from God, I want you to know that not only did Jesus have compassion on a crowd long ago, but he has compassion on you right here and right now. He wants you to know that he is with you in and through everything that this world can throw at you. And because he's with you, you and I have forgiveness and life, salvation, wholeness, holiness. We have God himself. I know people, dozens, scores, hundreds, and thousands of people who've experienced Jesus' compassion And it's changed them. It's healed them. It's saved them. But it doesn't end there. That compassion also sends us out. See, there's a change here in in Matthew's gospel. It moves from Jesus being a one-man show to Jesus beginning to take his disciples and to send them out. Jesus realizes, he's known forever, but this is where it begins to become realized, where Jesus begins to use his church. I believe this is where the church began. When Jesus began to take Men and women and send them out. And this first time, it's 12 men. It's 12 young boys. They're teenagers, most of them. And he sends them out. He sends them out with these particular words. That he wants them to heal the sick to raise the dead, to cleanse those who have leprosy, to drive out the demons, to freely give. In short, Jesus wants them to show compassion. And folks, you and I are called to do the same, to show compassion. We don't show compassion just because it makes us feel good, just because it makes our brains light up with all sorts of endorphins and whatnot. We show compassion because that's the heart of God, and that is what Jesus did. We show compassion because life is no longer about us, but it is about our neighbor. Folks, there are tens of thousands of people here in the Fargo-Moorhead and West Fargo area who do not know the compassion, the love of God. It's our job. It's our job to show compassion and to teach love. You are the ones that Jesus is sending to go and show compassion. Jesus chooses the church, and the church is not a backup plan, but it's been the plan all along that God's disciples, that Jesus' disciples, would get up and go into this world and change it for the kingdom. 
as one of your pastors, it's my joy and it's my delight to, to see people here at Hope do this time and, and time again to show and to demonstrate compassion. One of the places I get the chance to see it is when I hear about the volunteers who go and support another ministry in town call and fix it forward. They're cranking bolts on cars. They're trying to get cars ready to, to, to give away to people that need reliable transportation so that they can have a job and fix it forward does it all in Jesus' name. Because people take time and show compassion. Or I see it in volunteers who work with the New Life Center. I I see many of you who show your compassion through the time that you give to show those men who are homeless and to help them move from being physically homeless to to having not only shelter but to have a, a, a spiritual home, to know that they have a home in Christ Jesus. I was listening to a mom who was so excited that her son was graduating from one of New Life's programs and the healing it gave. That happens because human beings, Christians, disciples of Jesus, just like you folks, get up and serve and give your time and show compassion. There's a ministry I'd hope that seems to be compassion incarnate. We, we call it the Stephen Ministry. Stephen ministers are trained people just like you. In fact, there's a, a, several of you that have gone through the training. They're trained lay people that go and visit with people who are going through a time of crisis, who need to know that God is with them in and through everything. They're going through a crisis and they need a Christian friend to listen to them, to pray with them, to help guide them through this time of crisis. And when you show up and when you do that, let me say this, Jesus shows up and the healing happens. I've seen it. A number of years ago, a a young mom, she was single, She had three kids, and she got a bunch of bad news from a doctor. They let her know that her cancer was incurable. We vowed to walk with her to the very end, to show her compassion, to show her God's love, and to do the same for our family. Our Stephen minister was awesome. She she jumped into this situation and she visited and she listened and she prayed and she walked with this young mom from the day, from that first visit until the day she passed away. A little while after that, Mom passed away. Her own mother sent us a letter of gratitude and thanks. Thanking us as a congregation, but especially our Stephen minister, for showing such deep compassion. 
that brought an awful lot of healing on this side of heaven as we await for that final healing that will come when Jesus calls us all home. Compassion, folks, is at the heart of God. And it's at the heart of our practice here at Hope. It's what Jesus is calling each and every one of us to do. If you have a mom to show compassion to today, show her some compassion. If you have a neighbor and an opportunity to show your neighbor compassion, show them compassion. Intentionally go and find a person to show kindness and forgiveness, love, the compassion of God so that people will know that there's hope in this world and that there's a man named Jesus and he gives us life eternal and life to the full. Amen. Let's pray. God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you and I praise you for your son Jesus who gave us his love and compassion by the power of your spirit, Lord. Help us to do the same to be filled and overflowing and showering your people. This we pray in Jesus' name and all of God's people said.